Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Variety of things that we're going to look at in these markets. As we all know, the markets have taken, if we even rewind just a month ago to where we've seen these corn and bean prices go, a lot of outside market influence or not enough. We're going to find out about that. And what do we do with the levels that we're at on these corn, for example? And what are basis? Just a few of the things we're going to talk about today during the Fontenelle Final Bell. As Darren Fessler joins us today, he is with Lakefront Futures. And Darren, let's start there. These corn and beans, we've seen some decent jumps, maybe something we're not fully used to in a fall market. Yeah, no, it's it's been a it's been a very impressive rally. Uh, the demand year over year, uh, obviously very very strong. This is very unseasonal to see this type of rally. It's it's reminiscence of uh, 2010 2011 uh, type of rally during the fall time frame. But it, it all comes back to the demand and probably some of the aspects of what taken what what have taken place in 19 with the USDA, and I think they're trying to make up for that uh, with the prevent numbers we had last year. Obviously, uh, the USDA did not have a good handle on that last year, and they're really starting to probably make up for these numbers right now because you look at the basis levels, they're very, very strong, and maybe this year's crop wasn't as large, so it kind of begs the question, does the USDA have a good handle what had taken place in Iowa uh, with, with the duratio and even the dryness in Iowa? So, uh, with the, all that being said, and the demand picture coming back, we are seeing much, much better pre- uh, prices right now, much more fairly valued, in my opinion. So you look at this, and, and I wonder what type of um, outside market influence are we seeing filtering into this trade for corn and beans right now? Well, I think the, I think the biggest thing for the bean market right now is, one, the continued demand, and two, uh, you look at the stocks use ratio just in the U.S., it is it is getting really really tight if we were to ship all these beans here now we have tremendous sales uh but the sales need to be shipped and you until we know much more about the brazilian crop there's going to be an underlying bid in this bean market so if you're feeling like well i'm i'm getting pretty well sold up on beans or if i'm 100% sold on beans i think pullbacks warrant some reownership until otherwise now, the bean market has ran a lot. The funds are long both the beans and the corn quite a bit, and they, they typically don't stay this long that long. So I think that is the risk to this market a little bit. It'd be nice to see beans take a little bit of a breather, allow some for, for some re-ownership, and I do think you'll get that. Uh, as, as long as Brazil get some type of rain they don't have to have ideal rains at ideal times oh just get some moisture when the crop really kind of needs it a little bit uh you have to assume brazil's going to have a decent sized crop right now but the market from the u.s standpoint it, it, we're going to continue to have that underlying bid until much more is known uh, about brazil now where it gets interesting is the january through april time frame they say if Brazil does have a crop, does that put a put pressure on further export demand from the U.S.? Time is only going to tell on that. We sure don't know what China's going to do after the first of the year. There's so many what ifs in the marketplace. How do you, as a producer, know how to even market at this point? Because we've seen so many influences and in how fast China can affect the market, how fast weather talk in South America has affected the trade. So, is there some benchmarks, some things that we need to think about? Well, first off, I, I think from a producer's standpoint, you, you really need to, okay, understand if you're getting done with harvest or getting close to it, 
where's your fiscal bushels at? What what percent do you have sold at this point? And really, what's the market telling you? The market to me is telling you if you, like if you're getting pretty sold up on corn, pullbacks in both of these markets are warranted. That I think because the fundamental story is there, but I, I want to caution with with the fund length as it is right now, and given the uncertainty about the the continuation of the election, how that will turn out, the potential of further shutdowns, the impact on energy, there's things out there that we need to be cautious and and, and pay attention to. But the underlying strength of this market is going to be led by the bean market. So if beans are going to continue to find the underlying bid, you have to assume corn is going to follow suit for the time being. So reward it as you go along. Take advantage of, of, of some movements on paper. If you don't have the physical, there's always that option of doing things on paper if, you, if you're just running low on that physical supply. You know, in past years, we've talked about how much emotion is tied to this crop every year at harvest. There hasn't been a lot of emotion talk. Is it just because everything else is so crazy around the world that it's been kind of forgot about? Well, this has been a a pretty up and down emotional year uh, in general for a lot of guys and and traders and market participants, anybody really. And but you're getting a, a market plus government payments that are really getting, uh, at the end of the day, are going to uh, positively affect the end of the balance sheet here. And you're getting the levels now where guys can make some good money if you have the yields. And so with the emotions of this year, you, you've kind of taken some of that off the table a little bit because you worry, you know, back in March and April, you're wondering if, well, boy, I don't know if I can make pay my bills at these levels to – Okay, now I can I can see some light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. But it's just managing that risk, taking advantage of some targets as we move forward here. And keep in mind, uh, Brazil is not out of the woods yet, so that could t- continue to fire up uh, some opportunities for producers to the upside here. What are you hearing out of South America at this point when it comes to crop development because of for, lack of rain? Right. Yes, for some of our producer clients down there, it's dry. Uh, they definitely need some rain in certain areas. The planting's not too too big of a concern. There is replant, uh, but as of right now, uh, if they continue getting rains, uh, their crop is going to be fairly good. All right, well, stick around, folks. We do have a lot more to ca- talk about as we head into part two of the Fontenelle Final Bell. We're going to look at what we've seen basis levels, some interesting ones across the Midwest, and how much is that going to change, or will it change, as we get closer to year's end? And then exports. It's been kind of a quiet, maybe I jinxed it, quiet on that front. Maybe we'll see some pickups happening. And the political uncertainty, you know, it's all kind of factoring into this trade. More is coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're continuing to have our conversation with Darren Fessler. Darren, again, is with Lakefront Futures. So we kind of left talking about what's been happening in this corn and bean market. Basis levels. Uh, my understanding, and you and I talked about this a little bit before I went on the air, there are some spots in the country that are even above the CME. Yeah, and it's I think it's kind of location-specific, but uh, in general, it's a, a rise of the entire tide, really, so to speak, and it's uh, you're, you're getting really good, strong basis levels. Uh, I'm hearing uh, some ground piles, uh, ethanol plants getting cleared up. This is well ahead of normal uh and i think it just goes back to the the original thoughts like okay where was the crop last year where where was maybe the crop this year in certain areas and the demand story i mean you look at the pnw basis the golf basis they're all on fire 
Uh, and th- this market, like I said, it's is as long as its basis remains strong and the spreads remain re- re- relatively tight here, uh, I think it's going to give you somewhat of an indicator of, of sometime underlying support to this market and an indicator as well uh, of what the market sentiment is on the fiscal side of things. So. Uh, if you look at what's really led this market, it, it's been it's been the strengthening of the basis. It's been the the spread activity. So I, I think you've got to watch the spreads between these to March, uh, you know, July to these of next year, and, and just think about where this market potentially go if we run into some issues. Because even with the recent rains across Iowa, Iowa is still relatively dry, and a lot of Nebraska is dry. Uh, so we're going to need some uh, some pretty favorable weather early on next year to get this crop off to a decent start and throughout the summer. Uh, and you, you, again, you go back to uh, the beans uh, with with November twenty one at over a dollar uh, under what you know front month no, uh, beans are right now. You, it kind of makes you wonder if we ship these beans to. Do we got some work to do on the November 21 beans? And uh, right now, is the, the answer is yes on that standpoint. But um, you have good, strong base level across country. I, I don't uh, anticipate that weakening anytime soon right now. Is there uh, rumors or truth to the rumors that there's some barge issues going on right now in the lower Mississippi and even getting some barges to move the grain? Uh, I've heard those rumors as well, and like I said, that I think that's just a continuation of, uh, of strong demand. And even the barge issue, I mean, keep in mind, uh, Brazil is getting pretty low on supplies, and they're actually shipping some some beans to Brazil at this point, too. So uh, these are all good, positive things for the, the U.S. export market. So speaking exports, uh, and will we start to see a bigger pickup? We know it's been kind of quiet lately. I haven't seen many early morning, you know, email discussions. Yeah, it, we've been uh, missing out on some flash sales here. I believe the last three or four days now. Uh, it, it will pick up. Uh, you look at the the amount of, of being sold. If we're looking at export sales, obviously the number one buyer is China. You look at the percent sold versus last year, we're up almost 350% on the beans. If you look at the percent shipped versus last year on the beans, we're up 450%. And where the numbers just absolutely get crazy, if you, if you look at the, the number one buyer on the corn side, it's China by far again. But the percent shipped versus last year, we're up over 4,000%. And the percent sold, uh, believe it or not, we're up over almost uh, over 18,000%, about 17,700%. So these these sales and the amount of ship, it's just the the question is, does this type of buying continue? Now, we did get some uh, reports of the Chinese data out this morning that the pig herd uh, did rebound about 27% in October versus a year ago. The sow herd was up 32%. Uh, So, you know, as long as we continue uh, you know, you know, being able to ship these things, and, and as long as China keeps rebuilding this hog herd, uh, the story going forward is is uh, is a pretty interesting one. And I'm sure, and not to get too political, but the political uncertainty as we head into the new year has got to weigh in on these export thoughts as well. It it, it certainly does. Uh, the the idea if we do go back into shutdowns. What was the impact on corn and, and energy? Because energy is a big one. Um, you know, we have 
uh, uh, vice president-elect that uh, is not that friendly, doesn't appear on the energy side of things. So if you go to shut down, what's the impact on corn? What's the relationship moving forward with the trade deal with China? Um, all these things are going to have an impact at some point if if there if there is clouds and because the markets do, does not like uncertainty. So, uh, but right now the trend is your friend. Pullbacks should be bought on reownership, and until that changes, I, I think that's the course of action that producers need to take. Lots of things that we talked about on these market influences, and of course we'll see that kind of trickle over into the livestock as well. But unfortunately, we're out of time. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Darren? They can reach me directly at 402-366-0423. And of course, you can catch them on social media as well. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss. They're not suitable to all investors. That's the Monday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell, brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers. Check it out as a podcast at ruralradio.com or wherever you subscribe. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.